As our message for today will be into, or for our message today, will be in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And as you're turning there, I will tell you that uh, I, some of you might remember, you could look it up. There's a message um, that I gave at one point on the value of a physical Bible. And I was mentioning something to someone uh, just uh, recently. This is, a, this is like a bonus pre-sermon, so to speak. The value of a physical Bible. Right now, we're, we're, they're having struggles to know what's real and what's not real. You have AI bots and, and uh, AI programs that are going on. I will tell you that there is value in having a physical Bible that when you look up something on the internet and say this is the Bible or this is what it's saying, that you can go back to a physical scripture and say yes, that's right. It's also good to memorize scripture. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. But there is value in a physical Bible because uh, the AI chatbots and all those things can't, can't come to your Bible and change the words in it to mean something different. And... Um, I've warned you or told you before, that's always a possibility. You have to be careful, crowd, and get your theology off the internet. There's some good helps out there. I use some of them. But you need to uh, know your scripture as well. In Hebrews chapter 11, it's called the faith chapter. It's called the faith chapter. And so, I want you to kind of get in the mode or the understanding or relate to some of these heroes of the faith and as faith that we're going to talk about. And I want you to think about some of the unknowns that maybe you struggle with. And when you think about some of those unknowns or you, you get unknowns about the future and you get unknowns about what's going on in the country or you get unknowns with the... You have people have all kinds of views as far as the climate and you have different views about different things. Sometimes it's the unknowns about your job, or maybe it's about your health, or there's just these unknowns. And you're trying to, or you want to do the right thing, and maybe the unknown is the unknown of which is the right thing, and you're trying to be patient with that. But it's the unknowns. And so, when we talk about faith, we have to come to this point that if we trust in God and have faith in God, that we allow him to take our unknowns, that we give him our unknowns. And I will tell you for myself, that can be a very difficult thing to do. But sometimes you give him your unknowns, and then you're trying to figure out, okay, what is it that he wants me to do? And sometimes we cause ourselves our own challenges. And so as we look, look at this Hebrews chapter 11, and we talk about faith, we, we're going to look first at the first couple of verses, first few verses, and we're going to define faith. And then we're going to kind of have an introduction as we continue in the chapter on some uh, examples of faith in the Old Testament. And then we're going to kind of continue and see more examples, and it'll kind of lay things out. And what you will have there is we talk about Abraham and Isaac, and we'll say Jacob or Joseph or these different names you might be aware of those names and the stories. And when, when we say those names and those reminders, it'll bring to your mind the stories that you've learned in the past. And it will, bring, it will deepen what we read. 
But for some of you, you may not be aware of some of these characters. I would suggest an opportunity for you would be to take this piece and say, okay, who is this Noah person? And look up Noah. Maybe you could use the internet to see where it is in Scripture. But then you could turn it to it in your own Bible and go back to the book of Genesis and read the story of Noah. But you can kind of use this and you can kind of see how this faith drives us forward. So let's begin. We're going to read some of this in chunks um, or in groups and then uh, talk about it as we look at Hebrews chapter 11. If you're in trivial questions, this is what they, the right answer for what is the faith chapter. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So we're going to, let's just expound on that a little bit. Let's look at this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Different translations approach those words. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the word substance, and the evidence of things not seen. So I'm not sure, or I, wouldn't, I don't know what all translations you might be following along with, but the translation note in this New King James that, uh, Bible which we use, uh, it says, now faith is the realization of things hoped for, the confidence of things not seen. Other, other translations will use the word, the conviction of. So I tried to dig behind that and see some of the things that were going on as far as the words behind this. And it, it's, it seems to be saying that we have a legitimate claim to the things we hope for, that this faith proves, gives us confidence, it convicts us, convinces us of the things that are not seen, that they're out there. And so there's this concept of it convicts us. You think of people that are under conviction, you might not be familiar with that phrase, but we talk about people being under conviction, and when we mean that in a, in a Christian standpoint, Conviction is they become convinced that there's sin in their life that they're guilty of, that they need to do something. The Holy Spirit convicts them, convinces them that they have sin in their life, convinces them that they're in a, a state where they need a Savior. It's that kind of convicts them, convinces them is some of the context trying to help with some of the other translations that word, the word convicts them. It's a conviction. But it, I look through it and it seems to summarize for me that faith makes the things I have hoped for real. It's the substance of the things hoped for. It's the assurance. It's almost like I, I got a bear bond or something. It's in my hand. I, I know I got it. it. It's real. It convinces me that it's real. That, that faith makes it real to me and it convinces me that the things that I can't see are also real, that they are. This 
definition, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, gives us a two-part view of faith itself. It's not like faith number one is the first definition, faith number two the second definition. This is faith. The faith makes it real to us. It becomes that substance. It's, it's that we got a legitimate claim to it. There it is. And it, convicts, it convinces us that the things that we can't even see are real. This is faith. Our faith in God, it makes things real to us. And then the example we find there in verse 3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. We think about ex nihilo, out of nothing. Basically God said, let there be light, and there was light. He spoke it into existence. We believe these things by faith. Faith makes it real. You know, you watch sometimes, you've probably watched some of these, these movies. I think uh, Lord of the Rings might be one of them. But you ever watch these, these movies and maybe it's, a, uh, maybe it's another one you can think of, one of those adventure, adventure movies that they're come to this chasm and they, there's, a, there's a hidden bridge and they're convinced that if they step out on that hidden bridge, that it will hold them. And they put their faith in action, and as soon as they step out, behold, you can now, the camera angle changes, and you can see that bridge, right? Raiders of the Lost Ark, those kinds of movies. The bridge appears. It's our faith that makes it real. It's our faith then that convinces it that it's real. And then we act on it. It's that kind of faith. If you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, remember Jesus talked about, it's not just faith in anything, right? It's our faith in God. So having said that, now let's look at faith early in the history of the world. Verse 4, by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he, being dead, still speaks. Abel son of Adam and Eve, who was killed by his brother Cain. By faith Enoch, by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see God, excuse me, did not see death. I'll say that again. By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. You'll find a little scripture that says, and he was not, for the Lord took him. God said, you know, hey, we've been getting along here. 
we're just wasting time. Just, just come on, just come on up with me. Wow, that's pretty tight. That's pretty tight. Verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith Noah, Noah in the ark, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Noah built an ark because a big flood was coming. How would he have envisioned that? Depending on how you study and understand and look at the the flood, it says the waters of the deep were opened and the, the heavens were opened. There's some concepts on there, the kind of rain that he was about to see had never been seen before. But Noah persevered year after year. Now some of us know what seemingly have endless project on our houses. They just go on and on and on. But Noah is building this big ark at the ridicule of everybody around him for whatever reason what he needed. But he perseveres forward. Verse 8. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of a place which he would receive as an inheritance. and And he went out not knowing where he was going. We preached on that. God said, go. You know, we're kind of like, okay, God, you want me to go? Okay, where do you want me to go? I just want you to start going. I want you to step out on that bridge, and I'll tell you later. You got to trust me. Before I tell you, you got to step out. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him as the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith Sarah, it's Abraham's wife, Herself also received strength to be to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. I think the ladies of, of uh, that are hearing this would understand. She bore when she was past the age. In other words, she couldn't have children anymore. All that, all the biological clock had expired. Everything had taken place, and lo and behold. God fulfilled his promise. Therefore from one man, and and him as good as dead, that's referring to Abraham, were born as many as the stars of the sky, and multitude innumerable as the sand which is in the 
is by the seashore. That's Abraham. Many people point back to Abraham. God fulfilled his promise based on the faith of Abraham. Abraham waited and God answered, fulfilled his promise. Verse 13, these all dead in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. They seek a homeland, something better. They believe God that he is preparing a better place. Verse 17, by faith, that was kind of the summary in a way, a little bit more detail here. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. Isaac is his, his son. Offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. This is the only son of Abraham and Sarah, of whom it was called, and Isaac, your seed, shall be called concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. What is talking about here? Is God had Isaac, God had Abraham take Isaac up and be willing to offer Isaac as a sacrifice to the Lord. But Abraham believed because God said, through Isaac your seed shall be your seed, that it will continue. Abraham believed even if he killed Isaac, in obedience to God, that God would raise Isaac back up. That's some real faith. Because he believed that God had promised and that it would take place. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob. Jacob's one of Isaac's son. Jacob and Esau. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of a staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. Think about these stories here. Jacob, also, who's, what was Jacob's other name? Israel. When we talk about Israel, that goes back to Jacob and the 12 tribes, the sons. He blessed the sons of Joseph. And Joseph was the one of his sons, you know, the coat of many colors that that saved the family by being a ruler in Egypt, even though they had outcast him. And Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure 
of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. Joseph believed that God was going to send him to the promised land that Abraham had been promised. And who was Abraham? I believe it was his great-grandfather, right? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. His great-grandfather had been promised this land of promise. And Joseph gave him an instruction to say, when you are freed from Israel, excuse me, from Egypt. Now at that time, I don't know that they were even in bondage. But when you leave this place, and you go back to the promised land that was promised to my great-grandfather, I believe you're going to go. I want you to take my bones with you. It's that kind of faith. Faith believing that what you can't see is going to play, take place. That, that faith is so strong that it makes it real to you. So real that you step out on the bridge that you can't even see. Because you believe it's there, because you believe it's there, it is. Verse 23, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. Who's the king at the time? Pharaoh. Pharaoh was having them all killed. His parents hid him. They believed. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He was raised by Pharaoh's daughter. He was raised in the courts of Pharaoh. Give him insights, was preparing for what he was going to do to lead them out of the promised land. Because when he went into the courts to have discussions with the Pharaoh, he knew how things worked. Verse 25, choosing rather, this is Moses, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. He could have been part of the Pharaoh's group, but he chose to be part of the people of God. Verse 26, esteeming the reproach of Christ, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. He looked forward to the reward of Christ. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He's looking forward. He could have had the comfort of the things of the time, but he saw something more excellent in the future. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. He's walking in faith, walking in faith, putting it out there in faith, out there in faith, risking it on faith. Verse 30, by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. They circled the walls of Jericho when they went into the promised land with Moses and they, they're going into the promised land, not in the promised land, but they're on their way. But they come to Jericho. And it was Joshua at this point. Let me double check this. Yes. We've moved on to Joshua. It doesn't say Joshua, but by, by faith, the walls of Jericho came down because they circled it seven times. 
Remember the song, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. What's interesting is they went around that seven times, and when the walls fell, how did they fall? They fall, fell in such a way that they could just go straight in. They could use the walls as a way to get in the way they fell. And they took over the city of Jericho. Because they marched around it, and they played trumpets, they yelled, and the walls came a tumbling down, as the song goes. Verse 31, By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies, spies with peace. Rahab was in Jericho. She was on the wall. She hid the spies so they wouldn't find them. The spies had spied out the land. The Israelites. And then they told her to put a scarlet thread outside. She puts the scarlet thread outside. And her family is saved. She had faith. She had faith. And I think if you looked, you would find... Rahab's name in some interesting places in the Gospels. 32. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me. It's almost like uh, the, the writer of the Hebrews is saying, listen, this sermon, I don't have time in this sermon to finish. The time would fail me. But he's basically saying, I could go on and on and on. And what more shall I say for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon? The story of Gideon and, and, and uh, the stories of and Barak and Samson and Zephthah. Also of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God, having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Basically, they're looking forward to Christ his death and his resurrection, and the full fulfillment of the promise that they would be part of and that we could be part of. So this faith, and we look and we're like, we're trudging along, we're moving forward, but sometimes we get our eyes down and we're looking close to us and it's saying, we need to look at these saints, look at this history, and look what they did to pave the way for us and Look at the faith that they have. And they believed it to the degree that they stepped out and walked that bridge and it became real to them. In the midst of all the struggles, their faith was that strong. They trusted it would take place. And so then we go and we move forward into 
chapter 12, and we're just going to read verses 1 and 2. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finishing of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Look at the witness that we have seen. Look at the story that they tell us. And some of them we didn't even expound on the story. But look at this great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight. It's a story of a runner. You don't, if you want to run the race, you may not want to be running in your work boots that are steel-toed and steel-shanked and heavy. You may not want to be trying to run in some kind of gown or something that has a tight hem to it that will trip you up. You, you don't want to run with your shoestrings untied. You want to get rid of the things that trip you up and the things that get you in the way and lay, away, lay aside all that weight, all that unnecessary baggage and run with patience the race that is before us. This is to encourage us to look back at the faith we see through the Old Testament. Look through the faith that we see in the New Testament. Look at the faith that we see in others and may we be encouraged to kind of the kind of faith that they have because we look at them with respect and with reverence and they set the example. But may we have the kind of faith that makes it real to us. May we have the kind of faith that it convicts us, convinces us that we can keep forward on the race in the midst of the unknowns. I don't know what bridges are out there, but I just have to walk into them in faith. It is a hard thing to do. We almost have to turn off some of our senses. If I look out into that, using that illustration of that bridge that's not there, I can't see it, I have to determine which thing am I going to listen to. Am I going to listen to my faith, or am I going to listen to what my head is telling me? Am I going to listen to my mind in the case of the bridge that we can't see? Am I going to ignore what my eyes see and do what my head is telling me? Am I going to trust into the unknown what I can calculate and what I can perceive? Or am I going to trust into the unknown My faith in God and what God can do and what God has done by the example that I see here. It might mean I have to suspend some of my, what I think are capabilities when they're actually my weaknesses because they inhibit my faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's be standing together. I do not know 
what each person that has heard this message might be going through. There's a song, Lord, I don't know about tomorrow. And I don't even know all the words, but I just know the one part of the song that says, I don't know about tomorrow, but it gets to the point where it says, but I know who holds my hand. May we leave our hand in you. May you strengthen our faith. And may our faith be so real that it convinces us of the things that we can't see. Lord, we can't see heaven. We can't see paradise. But by our faith, we know it's real. May it be so strong and so real to us that we walk out on that bridge that we can't see because we have that kind of faith. May it be real to us. And in that reality and in that faith and then that belief, may that bring us the peace to know that even though in the middle of what I am right now or in the middle of what I'm about to go through, that there is something greater that there is something higher and it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Strengthen our faith. May it be so real to us that it becomes something that is undeniable to those that see us, that are observing us, there goes someone that has faith in God. Help us to gain the peace and the understanding and the comfort in that complete surrender, that complete faith that God has it. Bless us, we pray. In Jesus' name.